The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. The Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, reminding you you can email the show during the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Hey, Jesse, with Hunter Biden being indicted for felony gun charges, do you think the plea deal will make the tax evasion crimes uh, to be misdemeanors or something else? Or will the system take him out as a warning to others? Uh, This Hunter Biden stuff is... It's created a huge burden for Joe Biden. As you know, I think it's going to result in Joe Biden announcing he's not running again. He'll blame it on health or something, but I think that's what's going to happen. Here's why. They already tried to give Hunter Biden and Joe Biden the soft landing. They already tried to give him the sweetheart deal. It's not just that that sweetheart deal blew up. It blew up very, very, very publicly. And now because of the Republican impeachment inquiry, This stuff is going to get louder and more public and louder and more public. Look, you see what they're doing to Bob Menendez. Look, Bob Menendez has been an extremely loyal servant of the system. Very loyal servant. Here's how his mornings go. Today I'm announcing that my office has obtained a three-count indictment charging Senator Robert Menendez, his wife Nadine Menendez, and three New Jersey businessmen, while Hannah... Jose Uribe, and Fred Davies for bribery offenses. 
the indictment alleges that between 2018 and 2022, Senator Menendez, the senior U.S. Senator from New Jersey and the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and his wife, Nadine Menendez, engaged in a corrupt relationship with Hanna, Uribe, and Davies. The indictment alleges that through that relationship, the senator and his wife accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes. $480,000 found in his home with gold bars. <laughs> okay, so that's what they did to Menendez. The system will take out. It will take out people who are holding them back. I think Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are both in very deep trouble now with this Hunter Biden stuff. Are, is the system going to still try to get them off with the softest landing as humanly possible? Yes, but I don't know how soft that landing can be. And here's another question I don't know if people are thinking about. What if Hunter Biden testifies against his father? Chris shakes his head no. Maybe you're shaking your head no. Okay, well, let's analyze what we think we know. We know a lot, but let's. this is what we think. Joe Biden's relationship with his children is not all that fatherly. Let's just start there. Remember when Joe Biden was sworn into Congress, they just had this horrible car wreck. His son was in a cast in a hospital bed. Joe Biden had the option of being sworn in anywhere. He could have been sworn in in the hall, the hospital, back in Congress. He made his son, who was in a cast, you can find a picture of this to this day, it's still online, laying in a hospital bed. He made his son put on a suit and got sworn in over top of his hurt son for political reasons. Joe Biden was sworn in over his son, who'd just been in a severely car wreck and was injured in a cast in a hospital bed. We have the Hunter Biden text messages to other people expressing his anger and disdain that he has to give half of what he makes to dad, to pop, I think is how he referred to him. This Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, father-son relationship, if you have a good one with your father or your son or your daughter or someone, don't think that that's the kind of relationship they have. Look, the crime family stuff alone. I don't know about you, me, I have flaws. I have things about me that I wish were better and different. And every now and then I find myself asking God, why am I bad at this? Why? And I'm not talking about mistakes. Oh, whoops, I spilled milk. I mean, just a bad person about some things. You have any of that in your life? If you do and you have kids or you're thinking about having kids, let me tell you something right now. When you love them, you know what you're desperate for? That they don't get any of your bad stuff. All the horrible things I've done in my life and bad I've done in my life, man, it would break my heart if my sons did any of that and I thought I was responsible for it, that they got that from me. You want your sons protected from that. Joe Biden enlisted his entire family in a political corruption scheme. What kind of a father does that to his son? So let's just, let's just analyze their relationship that way. Yes, Hunter Biden's been very dependent on dad to bail him out of a lot of jams, but dad has been dependent on Hunter to be the bag man for a lot of this bribery stuff. What if Hunter Biden testifies against his father to avoid prison? Has anybody asked that? 
because you know that's how it normally works. If we're dealing with a crime family, and it looks like we are, remember, it's not Hunter Biden's crime family. He's not the mafia, Don. He's not the crime boss. He's the bag man, the guy who has to run back and forth with cash in this suitcase and drugs in this suitcase. Joe Biden is the boss. The bag man, when the FBI gets their hands on the bag men back when they used to solve actual crimes instead of just attacking pro-lifers, when the FBI gets their hands on the bag man, the bag man tends to roll over on the boss. If he's facing 20, 30 years in prison, or he can roll roll over on dad and look at this from Hunter Biden's perspective. Let's say they're not exactly the closest family. We know Hunter Biden's got all these problems. Hunter Biden's in his 50s. Joe Biden is 80 going on 180. He's got about two weeks left to live at this point in time, the way his health is going. I hope he doesn't, but it's not going well. He's deteriorating before our eyes. So if you're Hunter Biden and you get an offer, hey, Hunter, you're looking at 25, 30 years in federal prison for your crimes. When you get out of federal prison, you will be an 80-some-year-old man if you get out at all. You might die. I mean, that's You can die at that age, obviously. I'll never see 80. Or, Hunter, or you can testify against your father and we'll let you out with a slap on the wrist. He might have to go to prison, but hey, he's almost dead anyway. It's fine. You see what I mean? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but don't rule out Hunter Biden testifying against his own father. To where Chris said, what's to stop Joe from pardoning him? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Hunter would probably demand it. That's the thing. If Hunter was offered that plea deal, these dirtball people, these criminals, that'd probably be the first call he'd make. It'd be to dad. Hey, dad, they offered me a deal. Tell me you're going to pardon me or I'm going to take it. That's how these people work, man. Brother Jesse, you claim the right is bad at art that when we divorce, we'll have to import art from the dirty commies. First, artistic inspiration comes from God. We are not perfect, but the right is certainly more connected to our creator than the left. Second, and my question is this, do you think the commies have been more prolific artists in the last hundred years because they use it to deceive? They're certainly better at propaganda. I guess that's the art you think they're better at? Question mark. He said, keep up the great work. His name is Heath. Um, All right, I'm not allowed to say this on the air, what he does. Yes, he does a cool kind of art, but he doesn't want me saying it and saying it for a living. Heath, what you do is very cool. So I'm not going to say it on the air. Do I think, are they better at propaganda? Is that why I think they're better at art? Okay. They're better at propaganda. Is that why I think they're better at art? Well, they are better at propaganda. They use their art for propaganda. Maybe they're not better at art. Maybe that's the wrong way. I, I, I put that. The right doesn't embrace and push arts and entertainment the way it should. And I say that as as a person who's not artistic. I have no skill in this arena. So believe me, I'm not being selfish. Hey, buy my buy my comic book series. Like I can't I can't draw or sing or dance or make movies or any of that other stuff. I can't do any of those things, although I would like to star myself in a movie about me if we can ever get that done. But anyway, I, I don't do any of that. But I know that stuff is critically important. I, I, and, and I'm the guy, you take me in an art gallery or something, I have no idea what I'm looking at. I, I, I want to stress this. I'm not an expert. I'm not artistic at all. 
I am the dumbest piece of white trash in the world. I don't know music or art or I don't. I know you probably have these skills. I don't have any of these skills, but I know it's important. I know those things matter. They matter for a society. And we have neglected that area on the right. We've allowed them to make all the music and all the movies and they, they own all the modeling, all the makeup. Uh, the wife was talking about this the other day. All these makeup companies, they're the most vile piece of commie trash you can imagine. All of them, the modeling, makeup, lingerie, all that, all the women's industry stuff, totally owned by the commies. For whatever reason, they own those industries. And that's a really, really, really bad thing. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We have so much to get to. We're not done with your cell phone either. We will not rest until everybody, everybody has pure talk because nobody needs to be paying Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. You don't need to pay these gigantic ESG-loving evil mobile companies every month. You work hard for your money. You send far too much of it to the communists. When you switch to pure talk, you're on the same great 5G network as one of the big guys, only... It's a company that shares your values. Their CEO is a veteran. They love this country so much, they hire Americans. Customer service based in America. In fact, when you pick up your phone here in a second, you'll find yourself speaking to an American who speaks and understands English. I know, sit down if you need a minute. It's amazing there are still companies like this out there. It takes 10 minutes to switch to Pure Talk, to switch to a company that shares your values and saves you money, why haven't you done that yet? Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. It takes 10 minutes on the phone. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the podcast on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I still look. I know. It, I know it was mean. I know it was. I still can't believe the Fetterman thing. Go, going to the Senate floor and crying about how mean people have been when you're a United States senator. It's your job to speak, to understand. You have many, many important jobs. If you can't do these things, leave the, the guts on these people. This is my iPhone, and this is a transcription service. I can't, I, I'm sorry, I can't bother to let. I, I, I can't. I can't read the whole. I can't listen to the whole thing again. Jesse, I know you were a mortar guy in the Marine Corps. Thank you for your service. But did you ever want to be a scout sniper? If you were, what rifle would you use? You rock. No, I had a couple buddies who went scout sniper. Uh, you should know the scout sniper guys are super hardcore. Those guys are elite level. Marine Corps scout snipers are elite level. I was not an elite level Marine. I was an average Marine. And I didn't want to be elite level. I'm not saying, well, I could have done it if I wanted to. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I wanted to do, I never wanted to be a lifer. I always wanted to do four years. I wanted to do my four years, serve my country, better myself, and then get out and move on with my life. So I was never that hardcore type, that, and it would be a hardcore type that would be a scout sniper. What they do is incredible. One thing you may not realize, one thing I didn't realize till I got to know a bunch of those guys is this. We are fascinated by how they shoot because they shoot really well. It's, it's incredible the shots these guys make. It's amazing. 
but you talk to these guys about all the schools they go through and everything, they'll tell you the shooting part's the easy part. The hard part's everything else. It's all the endless running and land navigation and, and concealment, staying out of sight. And it's just, the, the hard part, the hard parts are the non-sexy parts that don't involve pulling the trigger. How about that? That's sniping. If, it's, if, if that's something you're interested in as a young man, not that I'm an expert in it. I'm not, I'm not a long gunner. But sniping is one of those things, man. It's extremely cool. But it's not, it's not the part you see in the movies. It's not you're, you're, you're just laying there proned out, looking down the scope, ready to squeeze the trigger. It's all the things you had to do to get yourself into that position first that matter. And then while you're in that position, patiently waiting for the shot while also coming up with a way to get out of that position once you take that shot and die. That is so much of what they do. Again, not me. I'm not one of those super ninja types. Never claimed to be. Never would. But those dudes are studs. Jesse, I'm curious about something. What did you score on the ASVAB? That was an 87 on the ASVAB. Dr. Jesse, if you were to travel outside the country and become a passport bro to find your dime, which country would you go to? The Philippines, Colombia, somewhere in Europe. Oh, man. That's a tough... Don't say Canada, Chris. You know what? That's not necessary. That's that she was born... My wife was born in America, okay? And her family, all Americans. They had to go to Canada for a while when she was a kid for her dad's work. She's not Canadian, okay? She's American. Setting aside Chris's ridiculous insults. Where would I go if I didn't have one? Where would I go to find... A foreign bride. Has to be a foreign bride, huh? Philippines. I mean, Asian chicks are hot. Uh, I'm going to say something and it's going to come. It's going to, everyone's going to roll their eyes, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I shouldn't say this because I'm going to get made fun of. Everyone's going to be mean to me. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If I was going foreign bride shopping, I would probably consider the food as well. Now hear me out. Hear me out. Like you, like you mentioned the Philippines. I have no problem with some Filipino dime. Filipino chicks are hot. I'm not, I'm not that into various Asian foods. I don't hate them. They all eat lo mein or chicken fried rice and that stuff. But I remember in Thailand, some of that stuff was really gross. What, Chris? See, that's going to be a problem too. Chris brought up Indian. Uh, a chick from India, not, you know, Comanche or something like that. A chick from India. Indian chicks are dimes. And I don't like that curry. I don't like the food. I don't like the food. I don't like the food. Okay. Like you, you even mentioned somewhere in Europe. When I go somewhere in Europe and the, immediately you're thinking, do I want some, uh, some six foot tall Swedish chick or something like that? Can you imagine our kids? They'd be huge. They'd all be professional athletes or, or, or a German chick or something like that or, or any of that stuff. I could see that. I could definitely see that. But Latin America, the food. I know you're not supposed to make these decisions based on the food, but if you're going wife shopping in a foreign land, I don't think that's unreasonable to think about the food options she's bringing to the table. And if I have to go, if I have to choose between some Filipino dime, and yeah, she's really hot, she's Asian and she's hot, but I'm going to get her fried rice recipe, and I don't mind fried rice, right? I like chicken fried rice and shrimp fried rice, and I'm going to get her fried rice recipe, 
or Consuela from Colombia is going to make homemade tortillas and the chorizo. I don't... It's going to be really hard not to go with one of the Latin American chicks, I would say. Now, as long as we're making offensive stereotypes, I will say the temper is a concern for Mexican chick, Cuban chicks, Colombian chicks. That temper is that temper might be a difference maker. You might have to feel out that process a little bit. Do a little dating in in Colombia first before you actually put a ring on her finger. Some of those chicks are spicy. <laughs> you know what else is spicy? Inflation. Not very good. In fact, we're in probably a bit of trouble. Do you have Oxford Gold Group gold or silver? You know, you can be... You Look, you have two choices the way I look at it. We have to have precious metals. So here's what you can do. You can call Oxford Gold Group and purchase gold and silver coins that you can use to bail you out of a jam one day, or you can become a U.S. senator like Bob Menendez and have gold bars delivered to your home. I personally would go with the Oxford gold route. That way the FBI is never going to kick in your front door to steal your gold bars. But look, become a U.S. senator and get the gold bars from a corrupt Egypt businessman or call Oxford Gold Group and just legally purchase them and have them delivered to your home. I don't care which route you go, but please pick one of the two. Menendez gold bars from Egypt, Oxford gold, gold and silver that are actually legal. Probably would go with the Oxford gold, but that's your call. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse, not Bob Menendez, told you to call. 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, reminding you you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I have to do a little PSA before we get back to all the Ask Dr. Jesse questions we're going to motor on through today. This is an important PSA for dudes everywhere. Sit back and listen to this. You agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists, yes or no? Let me answer what you've said in that long list of... of, I'm at, it's, and I'll be happy the, to answer all of those. Guys, just you and me. Do you want your voice to sound like this? Attorney General, through the chair, I ask you, do you agree that traditional Catholics are violent extremists? Answer I have no idea what, your, what the traditional uh, means here. Do you want your voice to sound like that, guys? If your testosterone levels continue to drop the way they're dropping because of the estrogens you drink in the water, this is how you're going to sound. Catholics, Let me just can go I to church. Get on a male vitality stack from chalk and get on it now and take advantage while they're doing this 99% off thing. The first month, 99% off up to $70. They've never done this before. I don't know that they ever will again. If you've been thinking about it, jump on it. You have to use the code, a special code, Jesse99 though. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. Code is Jesse99. Get your male vitality stack now or sound like Merrick Garland for the rest of your life. Your call. Chalk.com, promo code Jesse99. Jesse, why do people vote for idiots? Well, because people are idiots. 
It, look, I, I don't even say that. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, actually, when I say that. A lot of people are morons. No, I'm not. I'm not mean, Chris. I was being honest. A lot of people are complete and utter morons. They're really stupid. And they vote for stupid reasons. And they vote for stupid people. People can be very stupid. You, someone who seeks out information and bones up on the issues, you, you don't fully grasp how dumb so many people are. That's why people vote for idiots. Hey, Q-Ball, I've noticed over the years that Trump has disdain for some of the best Republicans. Thomas Massey and Rand Paul and Chip Roy, so on and so forth. Uh, this only to celebrate the worst low-T Republican in Lindsey Graham. Why does Trump attack the Republicans who care about the success of America in the Constitution, so on and so forth? Says I can use his name, my fellow anti-communist Larry. Well, Trump values loyalty to Trump. That's what Trump values. Chip Roy endorsed Ron DeSantis. So he goes instantly from being you know, a solid rock to on the outs. Thomas Massey did the same thing. He backed DeSantis. Instantly, Trump hates his guts. Lindsey Graham's the biggest rhino in Washington, D.C. Trump to this day does events with him because Lindsey Graham kisses Trump's butt. This is part of what has hurt Trump is it's part of what hurts his hiring decisions is Trump loves people who kiss his rear end instead of people who tell him hard truths. So he always ends up surrounded by these snakes and morons who screw over his wonderful agenda. The Trump agenda is awesome. What he wants policy-wise is awesome. But he keeps hiring these butt-kissers and losers who screw him over. They screw over his own agenda. It's, it's what it is. Ain't nothing going to change. Dear Jesse, you uh, just wondering if you have a theory on why a lot of women and girls on dating apps are fat. Well, that's not very nice. One. Two. Fat girls, they need love too. A lot of dudes like to wrestle heavyweight. That's the way that goes. Three. Well, they're on there because they have to be. The dimes don't have to be on the daggone app. Dear Dr. Jesse, can we get a repack, recap of your many titles and names? Well, Oracle is because I tend to make these predictions that turn out to be horrifically right all the time. What, Chris? You know it's true. It is even Even Jewish producer Chris admitted it's true. Uh, Shogun is just because I view myself as more of really a king, real, more of a king and a conqueror. But I didn't like King, so we came up with a, a better title for me, which would be Shogun, the military leader of feudal Japan, Shogun. Uh, there's Sombrero Jesse. That's because we did a story on Billy the Kid, and his mentor in crime was Sombrero Jack, and I liked that name, and I, so I thought Sombrero Jesse would be a good name. You know, it's all pretty lofty stuff like that. Uh, Jay Steele was because I didn't like my middle name, so I decided I wanted my middle name to be Steele. Look, none of these things are really important. None of these things, there wasn't a lot of thought put into any of them. Really, there's not a lot of thought put into this show at all. It's Honestly, that's why this sound, that's why this goes so well with the show. That's essentially me. That, that and this. But my focus is just stay focused. Hello, Shogun. I've been inspired to better myself. I'm trying to join a major fire department. I've done a 180 in my life in the past few years. I'm in better shape, more confident. I can read the room better. That goes back to what we were talking about earlier, about dudes trying to man up and whatnot. Anyway, the guy says, being a fireman requires a bold and assertive personality, something I'm shameful uh, or I, I never had until recently, but better late than never. I feel I'm getting better as time passes. 
With that being said, we would have less weenies and mental health days if we had people go through intensive physical and mental training as they do in fire academies and the military. How badly do we need more type A people? Look, the truth is, it doesn't matter whether you're a book nerd or a super athlete. If you're a man, if you're a dude, it is healthy for you to go through things that are physically hard. Period. End of story. Maybe that's football practice, wrestling practice. Maybe it's basketball practice. Maybe it's the fire department, police department. Maybe you're going to join the Marines. Or, I mean, it depends on which way you go. Why are you gay? Maybe the Air Force. Whatever you're going to do, men have to go through hard things to develop confidence. Going through hard things and coming out the other side of Survivor is how you get more confident and assertive. And yes, that's something you can acquire. Just because that's not who you are now doesn't mean that's going to be who you are forever. Jesse, I can sympathize with losing your hair even though I have way too much pride to just shave it off. Like a real man, I'm just rocking the male pattern baldness with grace and dignity. My question is, are you really losing your hair Or is it just fleeing your head to show up in new and exciting places? For example, I have found the less hair I have on my head, the more I have on my shoulders and lower back. Anyway, I love the show and still respect you, even though you're taking the coward's way out like you're the Hemingway of hair loss. (laughs) His name is Johnny. Okay, I I have to say something about the hair showing up somewhere else. I was getting my hair cut and... Now, obviously, she's just really buzzing the whole thing down and then tries to trim up the beard and everything because I, I try to I keep it trimmed and whatnot. No, it wasn't my nose hair, Chris. No, I don't have hairs coming out of my freaking nose. No, she's trimming my hair. And then she just starts in on my eyebrows. I don't know, she was doing the neck and the sideburns and making sure everything's touched up. And then she just grabs a comb and just starts buzzing the eyebrows. And then she starts taking scissors and she's snipping at the eyebrows. And finally, I'm all, what are you doing? She said, oh, you didn't want me to get these? As if right when I walked in, she was mortified by the two large caterpillars that have grown above my eyes. I've had many haircuts in my 42 years on this planet. Never have I had somebody just starting on my eyebrows and naturally assumed that I would want something done with them. That has never happened to me before. And apparently it's something that happens now. And now, in the morning, I'll get out of the shower, you know, and throw it on some aftershave or something, putting on a little deodorant, and I'll look, and there'll be a little, sp- just a stray hair in the eyebrow just kind of hanging down or hanging out there. And I'll have to get the scissors, only it's a race against time because the wife is usually home when I get out of the shower. And you cannot under any circumstances allow that woman to catch you doing embarrassing things like snipping a hair off of your eyebrows. She will mercilessly mock you for such things, which is not very nice. So I've got to scramble out of the shower and I'm sitting there naked in front of the mirror and I see the eyebrow. I can't lock the bathroom door because then she'll know I'm doing something like trimming my eyebrows. So I have to leave it open while looking over my shoulder the entire time, waiting for her to come around the corner. And she's a tiny little gymnast, right? So she doesn't make a lot of noise when she comes. What, Chris? I can't let it grow back now, Chris. See, now, this is the problem I've found. You have to try to fight back these extra things that happen to you when you're older 
as if it's a barbarian barbarian incursion. You have to try to get it a little at a time. If not, your entire society will be overwhelmed and overrun, and you will lose who you are. You can't let it go. Every day is a battle. Every single day I wake up and I do battle with my eyebrows. Hang on, we have one more segment. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You know, this deserves, it's a little long, but it deserves a little rewind, especially because it's Friday. Thomas Massey going in on Merrick Garland this week. Iran-Contra was an ongoing investigation, and that didn't stop Congress from getting the answers. And you're getting in the way of our constitutional duty. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago when I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol. Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. You don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've ha- I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there I were have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two just, years to man, find man. out. And man. the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there, yet you've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. May I answer the question? We'll let the gentleman. Um... Go ahead, but... The, uh, in discovery, in the cases um, that were filed with respect to January 6, um, the Justice Department prosecutors provided whatever information they had. What a sniveling little weasel. All right, before we get to the emails I didn't get to, let's do this. Let's once again enjoy John Fetterman being bullied. This is my iPhone, and this is a transcription service that allows me to fully participate in this meeting and conversations with my children. You know, I had a stroke about 18 months ago, you know, and I have lost my ability to fully process language. And I like to think... Oh, you don't say. I was an empathetic person, truly. But until that happened, um, it, I've raised to a whole different kind of level. And it's profound to know, though, that I never really considered that without this kind of technology, I couldn't. Oh, my gosh, it's brutal. All right. Do you have your MyPillow per cal sheets yet? MyPillow does these sales every now and then where they take their incredible products and they slash and burn the prices on them. And those are the times you need to pounce, wait and save money. Everybody wants per cal sheets. Everybody does. Everyone knows about MyPillow's per cal sheets. And a queen size set's normally $89.98. Right now, they're $35. 35 bucks with the promo code Jesse. You know about my pillow's guarantee. You know about my pillow's incredible quality. 
You know about their closeout sales and you know they don't last long. So go now. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com. Promo code JESSE. Or you can call them 800-845-0544. You spend a third of your life in bed. The sheets are the thing we neglect the most. They're probably the most important thing. Go get your perk out sheets for my pillow, all right? And now here's a headline. By the, go, you know the you know the thing. Emails we didn't get to. Jesse, I think the most important factor in voting for anyone is whether or not they love this country. This defines their motivations for everything. What do you think? Oh, of course. No love of country is the characteristic that all of our elites share. And it's the one I lead with when I talk about it because it really does, it governs everything. When you get up and uh, immigration, immigration is a great example. When you talk about immigration, illegal immigration, you want it stopped. Why do you want it stopped? Because you know that's what's best for your country and your citizens. That's how you feel about it. How do they feel about it? Well, here it is. put in place policies that process people in a fair and fast way. Second, we're significantly expanding legal pathways for entry so businesses can get the workers they need. Families don't have to wait for a decade to be together. I've also directed my team to make historic increase in the number of refugees admitted. Yeah. Dear Dr. Love, I'm a 20-year-old anti-communist. My dime is half Canadian who was raised in Canada, but due to the coronavirus tyranny, she lives in, here in Tennessee now. She's extremely sweet and wonderful to be around. However, I'm struggling with how I can get her to love American history. She has no interest. It's not an actual issue, but if I, if I could get her to develop a deep love or appreciation for it, it would be wonderful. How could I go about that? Do you have any issue with your wife? Did you have? Thank you for all you do. Uh, I will argue this. If it's not an issue, then don't make it an issue. My wife shares almost none of my interests. None. None. And that's fine. Who cares? Who cares? Look, when I sit down and I watch TV, which is very rare, but if I turn on the TV, I watch documentaries, as you know. If she turns on TV, also rare, she watches trashy reality television and mocks me endlessly for my documentaries. And I mock her endlessly for her things. If you're dime, you got yourself a sweet dime from Canada who loves you, takes care of you, but she doesn't care about Paul Revere and George Washington. That's not the end of the world. That's not the end of the world. Who cares? Oracle of oracles. Um, I understand you're a huge fan of reliability. Any wheel guns in your collection? I have a couple. What say you? Wheel gun is a revolver for people who don't understand guns at all. And yes, I do. Actually, before, before I moved on to the Glock 19, and I've since moved on from there to the Springfield Hellcat as my concealed carry weapon, my everyday carry was just a little snub-nosed 38 Special. Now, I ended up giving that up because of the range. It's just a little snub-nosed, so the range is crap. Only five rounds is a really, really, really big deal for me. I wanted a lot more than that. That's why I like the 15 and the Hellcat. Um, but that's a great gun. It's a wonderful gun. Great to conceal. Very, very, very reliable. Shoots every time. And that's why I love wheel guns. I have more than one of them. Because they shoot every single time. 
You pick up that 38 special 50 years from now. I could go take that thing and throw it under my bed 50 years from now, pick it up, dust all over it. All five shots will shoot every single time. I love me a wheel gun. Dear meat lover, dear meat, dear Mr. Meat, lover of nutless pastries, what are your feelings on pineapple upside down cake? It's disgusting. What are your thoughts on Romney retiring? The tinfoil hat in me says he's grabbing a golden parachute hoping to escape scrutiny. He's retiring because he's already filthy rich. His family's going to be well taken care of. Policy has moved well beyond him. The people in Utah were getting ready to send Mitt Romney home, Lord willing, anyway, in the next primary against Trent Skaggs. So good riddance, Romney, and good riddance to my phone and the news because it's officially the weekend, and I'm off work, and so are you. So put your phone down and go enjoy family and friends and faith this weekend. All our problems will be here on Monday, I promise, all right? That's all. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.